0: DAN International is a project by Impact Africa Network on a mission to help Africans living abroad plan, organize, and execute projects back at home. We aim to eliminate friction associated with getting things done at home by becoming an all-inclusive, trusted global service provider. And here is an experienced story by our founder who lived in the U.S. for 20 years and later came back home. He shares his story and life lessons with us. Okay, Mark, uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. You lived in the U.S. for like 20 years. What were you doing before you even transitioned to Africa? And how was that like?
1: Yeah, uh, so yes, I was in the U.S. for 20 years. And uh, about 17 of those years, I was in uh, Silicon Valley, working in the tech ecosystem there. And so I spent my whole career working in, in startups and technology. And um, yeah, when it, come to, it came to towards around 2015, 2016, I started kind of asking myself, you know, what the future was going to be about. And uh, in a couple of years, the, 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 that question was answered uh, very directly, and I found my opportunity to actually move back uh, home to Kenya to, to continue the work that I had been doing but in a very strategic and important way. The idea was to ensure that young, talented Africans have a chance at participating in the digital transformation of Africa as creators and owners. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's what, I, that's what I did in the U.S., and that's what I came back to do. So, yeah.
0: How was your transition process from the U.S. to Kenya?
1: Yeah, the transition process was definitely uh, full of uh, anxiety and uncertainty. That's what I would say. Um, I mean, you're coming from, I'd been gone for 20 years, and uh, the, the whole place had changed completely. So even my networks, uh, you know, a lot of the people were all over the, all over the world and, and, and so on and so forth. Did
0: you have any help transitioning back back to Kenya from family or friends or did you just figure it out by yourself?
1: I actually figured it out by myself, but did a lot of research before I made the move. I spoke to a ton of people. I made a ton of new friends. So the short answer is I did not get help from old friends, but I made a lot of new friends through just my research and talking to people, reaching out to people before I decided to make the move. I actually came back twice in a six month period, once for five days and once for like a whole month before I I made the decision. So I did a ton of research, dedicated a lot of time to really kind of validate my uh, plans and test them out with a lot, a lot of conversation. I probably would have talked to maybe 50 or more people in that time frame.
0: Awesome. And did you manage to get all the relevant information on time?
1: Yes, I, w- I was able to because I, w- I went after it.
0: Did you engage with any service provider and how did you find them? I did not
1: engage any service provider per se because I wasn't necessarily looking for services. What I did is I actually, when I was in the diaspora, I, the challenges that we have in the diaspora is actually accessing information and opportunity and and investment type of scenario. So, uh, and all those things kind of come in the same package. So while I was in the diaspora, I actually invested in a real estate project that ended up not uh, working out well, Um, but the fortunate thing is I got my money back. Uh, The other thing that I actually did, uh, I invested in another business, an entrepreneur who had a business, and I lost all the money in that in that process. And so, the, I guess to answer your question, I didn't engage in any service provider, but I definitely was engaged in looking for opportunity to invest um, and, you know, in both the scenarios where I was investing from the diaspora, they both didn't work out both times.
0: Yeah, that, that must have been tough, losing cash in the process. I can I can imagine that wasn't easy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. Uh, and I'm thankful for my dad because my dad actually cautioned me because I was really excited about the investment. And my dad cautioned me, he was like, yeah, take baby steps first. And I'm glad I I took his uh, his advice and just put a little bit of a test money in there.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting. Thank God for your dad. <laughs> have you ever had any experience trying to do a project back at home while you are still in the US.
1: I actually uh, had engaged with an old friend back in 2014 and he was, he and I were supposed to, uh, we, we were working on setting up a real estate, uh, development and sales company. He was on the ground here in Kenya and I was in the U S and so that was in 2014 when I had made the trip over here and he was going to set up operations and I was going to run. Uh, marketing and sales activities in the US for people in the diaspora and basically uh, that didn't take off at all because my friend was involved in so many other things uh, and so he, it just didn't take off because like I said he was involved in so many things he he, he didn't give it the due focus that it, it needed and so he outsourced it to a, a team that didn't have the vision and the direction and the communication just wasn't working. So the answer is yes, and that was a big lesson for me. It's like, wow, if you're not on the ground executing, you can't really count on on, on anyone for that matter. So um, yeah, so I've, that was that was a, an experience that I have uh, I have had trying to get something done on the ground, even with a good friend. So yeah, that was my experience.
0: Oh, okay, um, now this begs the question: Then why done international?
1: Done international because of exactly what I've talked about, right? The idea that why should it be so difficult? for people who wanna get stuff done on the ground to get stuff done while there are so many opportunities and so many uh, people who need opportunity on the ground. And so done international. So when I was going through all these experiences, my biggest frustration was like, why couldn't I just find reliable people? And this is a refrain for everybody in the diaspora. really. Why can't you just find trustworthy, reliable you know, people who you can work with? Uh, in, in all capacities so for me this was a direct pain point that i've experienced i know a ton of people in the diaspora who will speak to this directly the lack of a trust layer and you know when when you live in the us or other parts of the of, of, the, of the of the world you know there is a strong level of trust that uh that that just is surrounds businesses and how people do business you don't even have to meet people to get stuff done with them uh, and so here it's it, it, it was definitely a, a need that I had firsthand, and a ton of people in the diaspora I had. So I was like, this is such a simple concept. Why can't we just create a trust services layer that will help people get stuff done on the ground? Simple as that.
0: Oh, awesome. Um, amazing, amazing stuff. And uh, finally, what would you tell people living abroad?
1: I would tell people living abroad um, that Africa is, they already know this, like Africa is on fire. And um, there is a lot going forward over the next 10 to 15 years. Africa is going to be on a significant growth cycle. I mean, we feel it here in Nairobi, across the continent. Nairobi is kind of like the epicenter of, of uh, the region in terms of um, just uh, growth and, and business and commerce and things of that nature. So I'll just tell people in the our the time is now for Africa and it's a fantastic opportunity. For you folks, I'm already I'm preaching to the choir because you already know this. Uh, to, to 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 look to Africa to to find ways to actually get involved in the growth because this will provide you with a path towards uh, a retirement, a nest egg, uh, a way for you to secure your your future. Uh, and so yeah, I would just encourage them to keep their ears open and eyes peeled as well, but also caution them that they already know this, that you guys already know this. The trust layer is missing. And that's why we set up Dan International to create a a services company that that can have a full cycle solution all the way from including remittance and even uh, uh, repatriation planning uh, eventually. So uh, Africa is on fire. That's all I can tell you. And I want to encourage you to to um, to look to Africa for your for your investments and, 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 uh, and your future opportunity
0: some amazing stuff uh thank you mark for convening your time to just come and talk to us uh we really appreciate it
1: thank you